should know that we're not trained experts on the things we say about. Well, howdy. I was not expecting that. Of course not. You're always full of surprises, Sunil. I'm full of new surprises, identities, different characters I do. You ah. know, that's one of them. Well, howdy. What is that character's name? <laughs> Jebediah. Wow. Okay. It wasn't there. You wouldn't have guessed that, right? I think, you know, keep workshopping it. You might have thought like Tex, maybe. Mm, yeah, that's definitely what I was thinking. Bubba? Maybe. I don't know. How's it going, Laura? Oregon Trail. Um, <laughs> it's good. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like that's all a lie. It's not all a lie. It oh, is. Okay. Okay. All right. My brain's been in a million places today. That's so. okay. That's okay. Me too. It's been a it's been a hard work week for me. So I'm kind of this is fun. Uh, I think uh, let's wind up the week by knocking out an episode of Embrace Yourself, episode <laughs> thirty one. I'm Sunil. This is Laura. Um, I have to blow my nose, and I okay. I'm gonna mute myself because I I'm not a horrible person. Okay. And that's part of your identity, not being a horrible person. Thank you. It's one of the parts of my identity that I adhere to very strongly. (laughs) So while she blows her nose, you know, people have um, a lot of identities. People call different things. You know, I've been called son, brother, podcaster, king of Sweden, psychopath. Jebediah. uh, Jebediah. (laughs) um, And Laura's back. Um, you know, people wear a lot of hats, fill a little, a lot of different roles and identities in their lives. But, um, I want to say something really quick about that expression. Which one? Wear a lot of hats. Oh, okay. I don't know why, but I, well, I kind of do. I hate it. Oh, and here's the reason. When I was in, I think junior high, Deanne, my, my sister, Deanne bought the Amy Grant tape that the song Baby Baby was on. Do you remember that song? Yeah. Baby, baby. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. Yep. I think if you sing any more of that, they're going to come after that's us. That's it. So. No, I, that's why I stopped right there. I know how many notes I can get away with. Well, that album had a song on it called Hats. And I hated it so much. It, was, it went, Hats. One day I'm a mother. One day I'm a lover. What else do I have to give? Like that. I'm going to kill myself if I have to hear the song one more time. Like it would pop in my head all of the time. And it just felt so unfair that the song and I even want to hear it. It sounds like an awesomely stupid song. It's so bad. It's uh, so at any rate, that one didn't become, that one didn't hit the charts. I didn't hear that one. It's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. But I just really hated that. You know, um, I really like baby baby, but. I, I really like hats. Her hats. That's her at her finest. I'm going to have to listen to that after this, actually, for real. Yeah, we should put a link to the video. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. It wasn't a video because it was a deep cut. We're allowed to do that, though. Yeah, I keep forgetting. I can put links to shit in the podcast notes. I can do all of that kind of shit. I don't do any of that. I just write a little sentence and say, hey, whatever. But I can do that. Some traffic. She'll be like, whoa, who are all these people watching hats? <laughs> <laughs> it'd be very exciting probably for for a spell before she realizes it's just like one ip address in well note it's he's like great another stalker yeah um i was actually gonna uh 
So in terms of identity, you know, the, the like, so I, I'm not I'm not that interested in like the common discussions around identity these days, like with the with uh, with like gender identity and uh, sexual identity. Like, I just feel like that's just it's done. Other people are talking about that. I'm interested in like other aspects of identity, like, um, for example, I want to read you a little something here. And I haven't seen a piece. Um, so I, I worked with some people who um, drank Monster Energy. So what kind of a person do you think drinks a Monster Energy type of drink? Cool ones. Cool ones. Okay, yeah. So they have a drink called Monster Assault. And this is a real drink? A real drink. Monster Assault Energy. Or it's monster energy assault. I can't tell. But you, my you sent this to me earlier. I did, I did. And it, it I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, so I had a boss who drank this drink, and I straight up said to him, like, monster energy assault sounds like a fucking drink for rapists. Yes. Like, what the fuck is that? Why is it called that? Wow. Monster Assault. Okay, so there's a little blurb on their website about Monster Assault. Um, at Monster, we don't get too hung up on politics. We're not for the war against the war or any war for that matter. We put the camo pattern on our new Monster Assault can because we think it looks cool. Plus, it helps fire us up to fight the big multinational companies who dominate the beverage business. We'll leave politics to the politicians and just keep doing what we do best. Make the meanest energy drinks on the planet. Declare war on the ordinary. Grab a monster assault and viva la revolution. So. That's what you sent me earlier. And I was like, this must be some Reddit spoof. There's no way that this is from their website. It's on their website. <laughs> so I read this and I'm like, how fucking careful were they to like, not take a stance on any fucking thing, but be like, we're covering our can in camo because it looks cool. Like, clearly you're trying to appeal to a certain set of people that I would identify with that, but but being like, we're not for the war or against the war, you know, like, fuck, fuck you. Um, anyway. We're nihilists. We just sell beverages. Yeah, what? And then Viva La Revolution. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> We're not political. Viva La Re Reso Revolution. Resolution. High, res high resolution graphics. Yes. Higher yeah. resolution. Yes. No, so I don't, I don't get it. I also get it. I um, can safely say that monster energy drinks do not fit into my identity. No, me neither. I drink coffee. Yeah, I do too. I do like Red Bull. I don't drink it as much anymore. Um, when I was younger, I would drink it all the fucking time. No, I don't drink it with alcohol. I just like it. Like they have a new watermelon one. It's delicious. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I tend to find now that I'm older, it isn't good for me to drink as much Red Bull. My body is not as happy with me. Yeah, taurine is like taurine is probably like a 20s. You're in your, if you're in your 20s, you're good with it. But after that. Yeah. But I still like it. When Jane goes out of town, I either buy myself like a carafe of cold 
brew coffee that already has like cream and sugar mixed in it. Or I buy several Red Bulls because I do not make coffee. I will drink coffee if someone makes oh, it. Oh, you don't make it? No. Oh. I, do, I don't have the patience or the fortitude first thing in the morning to make coffee. I just, it makes me so stressed out even thinking about it. So no. Because for me, it's become sort of a ritual. It's like, well, I know I'm waking up and this is I'm grinding coffee and you know, I have a grinder. It's a, it's loud. It's electric, but this is what I do right first thing in the morning. And we also do have a grinder. But the good news is, I don't have to do it because Jane's the one who gets up and makes the coffee. So well, good for you, good for you for being in a loving relationship where you know you support each other. And I wasn't trying to rub it in, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was thinking about in terms of identity. Yeah, tell me was really more or less like the things that people specifically like and consciously reach out to and go, this is going to be part of my identity. Okay. You know, the things that you don't like, like you were mentioning earlier, like being a brother, um, being a son, uh, you know, whatever, like being a Catholic. Yeah. I mean, these are all identities, like uh, being someone who is short or whatever, or, you know, being someone who makes a certain amount of money. I mean, there are things that you could keep really general. There's so many. We could just name them all like Indian American, software developer, nerd. In, um, Indian American nerdy software developer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you put it all together. It's like, uh, but it's still not that unique. Those three things put together are not that unique. unique. Actually. No, but my point is like the things that people like really make part of their identity. Like, for instance, there's a woman in LA who's like, the pink woman. She lives in a pink house. She drives a pink car. Everything she wears is pink. She clearly chose that as like, I'm going to be the pink woman, you know? And she has, that's been her, her life. Is she mentally ill? I don't know. But the point is this wasn't something that she was like born into or like, you know, she had to make a conscious choice to be like all the pink it, yeah. it will, that will represent me. So those things like monster, you know, think of a person who actually has like one of those monster stickers on their car. Yeah. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Yes. And to me, that says, I think of monster as part of my identity, which is fine. You're allowed to do that, but it just is an interesting choice to me. Every time somebody really clings to some kind of corporate, um, like either corporation or corporate product. Yeah. And wants it to be part of their identity. Even like um, fans of Apple computer, when they have like an Apple sticker on their car, I'm like, what really? Like, I mean, if this was 1988, I'd be like, yeah, Apple's a dope ass company making like cutting edge computers. But like now, fuck off, you know? Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. I agree. It's, yeah. it's, I see a lot of that kind of like, I'm going to like adhere to this brand. I mean, and to be fair, corporations and advertisers obviously play into this. They want that. They want you to feel that this is part of your identity. But I just feel like in my adult life, I see people almost more comfortable being like well what what corporation do i identify most with i'll be i'll be like them which i just think is gross yeah well i was actually kind of thinking about that because a lot of people sort of float into their identities as like maybe like career choices like you you'd identify as a dog trainer right Mm -hmm. okay or what would you say dog educator a dog academic (laughs) canine american um uh substitute teacher (laughs) canine american substitute teacher it is um but so my friend keith sent me this book um it's garcia a signpost to new space it's a uh 
It's a Rolling Stone interview between Jerry Garcia and Charles Reich or Reich. I don't know how to say his last name, but he uh, interesting dude. Um, it took place sometime in 72. And he's so they're stoned and they're just having this uh, back and forth. And Jerry's like, so I was thinking about this in terms of me being a software developer. So I started doing it. I kind of just went to college to get a degree where like my parents will be happy that I got my degree and then I could start making some money at doing something. So it took me a while to get to the point where I molded my career to the point where I'm like, yes, I am a software developer. I'm not just doing this because it's like I need to eat. It's because I like enjoy this and understand it very well and I'm kind of made for it. So I took it on as more as of an identity than I have in the past. Like in the past, I maybe would put more of an emphasis. I'm a musician, you know, first, whereas it's like, I do a cool thing first. And that's, I think, was like a younger thing where you might need to take like a cooler identity. At least for me, it was. It was like, I didn't want to just be the boring computer program, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you talk about occupation because um, Jane and I, throughout the pandemic, have watched a lot of trashy reality TV shows. Um, I basically, if it is a competition between people who are competent and or um, too excellent at something, I will watch it. I don't care if you're blowing glass. I don't care if you're making swords. I don't care if you're making cakes. I will watch it. Okay. Um, I don't care if you're painting models. Anyway, the point oh. being, in those sorts of shows, when they're like introducing the characters, you know, you know, they'll be like, Mark is 30 and is a fashion designer or whatever the case may be. And something I've noticed happening fairly recently, like within the last few years, is people are still putting those um, employment identifiers green uh-huh. or with the person's name. But the job itself is not at all like it'll be like, this is Tiffany. She's an assistant to a manager, you know, and you're like, um, you know, what the hell? Or like, um, he's an entrepreneur. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To me, that means she works for Uber, maybe. I don't he know. Works in consulting. Yes, but that's what I mean. It all seems <laughs> it's fake. It's fake. I was talking to my dentist about this the other day, actually, because we were like, I'm a programmer. You're a well, dental hygienist. She's real cool. And you're, we both went to school to do something very specific, but like, there's a lot of jobs. Cause she was asking me about my shoes and like how we talked about Instagram influencers and shit. And I was like, you could be an Instagram influencer. Like you're real passionate about these products and shit. And she's like, no, that's just, it's like fake. And I'm like, yeah, it's fake. If there's fa- it's fake, like jobs. But so, <laughs> so anyway, with, this Jerry Garcia interview. So he'd been doing the Grateful Dead for a while in mm-hmm. 1972, but then he's like, I just decided that, yeah, okay, I'll do it. That's what I decided, you know, I've never decided that before. So he's saying he just finally decided like years into the Grateful Dead that this is what I'm going to be doing. Like, this is not, there's no other, I think prior to that, he was thinking maybe there's an out because he talks about like, being a poor street beggar in Mumbai and like maybe going there and doing that. 
And he like at, at a certain point, he was like, OK, we are the Grateful Dead. And that's. That's what I am. I'm Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. But it took years to grow into that like role for him, which I found very fascinating because I I was noticing that same parallel happen with me last summer when I started when I read this book. And uh, that was happening for me with software development because I finally molded like my career. How much X, how much like <laughs> how much people contact I have, how much, you know, uh, uh, I'm kind of in control of shit to a degree now. And it yep. feels good and it feels right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like we both of us and are people who can say we are fortunate that we don't mind and slash even consider our occupation as part of our identity. But I feel like that that's less and less possible for people because of the fucking way things are right now with employment. And yet we still force people to identify with their job, you know, even though they're like, I just, I just work at Kroger because I have to. Yeah. Like, there was, like I'm a cashier and I love it. There was an episode of the Great British Baking Show. Um, I this, love that show, by the way. Yeah, yes. I can't remember his name. Um, she she won her season, um, so she was amazing. Uh-huh. But they were, you know how they cut to the stupid, weird little things. Where you're like, how much footage did you get to get 15 seconds of this guy standing there putting his shoes on, saying goodbye to his wife? Yeah. Anyway, but my point being, when they cut to her to tell you like. You know, I'll just say her name is Sandy because I don't remember. You're like, this is Sandy. When she's not one of her three jobs, she's trying to keep ends tight. You know, and you're just like, what the fuck? You just showed her working at a footlocker. Was that Lottie? I don't remember her name. I just remember. But being- I remember the three jobs part. I was like, what the fuck? Was like like a- that's- and then you're practicing for baking show because I think they go home between episodes and practice. Yeah. Like they're not like on set all week like on American cooking shows exactly and I just was like first of all gross second of all like that's what you're telling the public about this contestant yeah that she has to work three jobs to get by in Great Britain yeah yeah Yeah. here we're gonna follow her to the mall to her job so that we can get footage of her trying a shoe on somebody at one of her jobs that she doesn't identify I remember the season quite well I don't think maybe it wasn't Lottie but I know who this is yeah um it's so it's so crazy yeah but so like another thing is so yeah they have to do that but people like it people like these like on honorifics and like people people want to talk about that interest so i was talking to a recruiter about a job and he was like well i mentioned to them that you do stand-up comedy so play up that yeah and they're like how am i gonna fucking play that up in this like tech interview like what are you talking about (laughs) um but like so people have had to write like blurbs about me in the past, like just for various things. And like, you, you know, I've, I'm in pictures. Like I, I, there's a picture of me with an ax. There's this very popular photo of me playing a saxophone that says jazz. Sunil Sawani. But so the blurb that was written about me included that I play jazz music and it's not, It's like people don't know me that well, but they know me from one thing, but they want to be like, but this guy's also multi-talented. So I'm going to go look around and see what he's up to. So wrong. So like, I have a lot of like misleading identities. Somebody somebody was looking for stuff about you on the internet to write a blurb about, found that fake album cover of you. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's happened like two times. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, especially since you actually fucking play music. Yes, yes, but not jazz. But it just shows how like unfamiliar with me that they are. Because yes, like, very much so. Yeah. That's <laughs> but um, but I, I embrace it. I'll sure I'll take the jazz jazz title. I'm, I'm not gonna correct them. Like, yeah, you can think I play jazz. That's okay. I mean, speaking of music though, I mean music obviously, I mean Grateful Dead being a huge example is something that people heavily identify with. I mean, I know for almost my entire, like from teens to, I don't even know, like I was 35, I was obsessed with Morrissey and the Smiths. Yeah. Like I had a Morrissey belt buckle. When I used to work in advertising, my entire cubicle was all Morrissey posters. I was way- I in that's illegal now. It's like not- <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I don't identify with him or his music anymore at this yeah. point, which bums me out on some level, but I'm just like, you're just too gross. <laughs> you just have turned into too gross of a human being. And I just feel too uncomfortable associating with you. Maybe long after you're dead, I can revisit some of your early work, but for now I'm going to take a few steps back. At any rate though, I find it really interesting when people like go all in on a band or musician, because you're really taking a chance. Like, I mean, yeah. people that have like the Pearl Jam, like stick figure guy tattoo, you know, like they probably thought Pearl Jam was going to remain some like cool alternative band, not become like literally one of the biggest bands like ever in this country. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I wonder what fucking point they got the tattoo, though, because it had to be after 10 came out and sold like millions of copies. Right. Yes and no. I mean, even, <laughs> okay. even when 10 came out and was selling a lot of copies, it still felt very cool and very. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was still, alter yeah, very alternative. Yeah. I was actually thinking about like, you know how like the Nirvana, like that face t-shirt is very popular. The like, oh, yeah. it's like a ugh, face, whatever. Yeah. Nirvana. I, the, there's like kids, kids wear them. And like, I'm I don't think they are. I don't think they like Nirvana. I don't do know. I, I really don't... don't think they do. It's, I mean, there are so many like bands whose names and symbols and stuff have become iconic and people just wear them for fashion. And that's yeah. fine. You're allowed to. But I, appre I, I think I especially appreciate people who are like all in on something very specific, whether it's music or a hobby yeah. or, you know, I just think that that's. Well, like to be like a punk, you have to like go all it's like all in if you're like a punk. If you do, if you're like doing the whole stretched earlobes, like crazy haircut um mm -hmm. thing you're kind of like knuckle tattoos you're kind of all in like you're sort of you are freezing your personality identity maybe not personality but identity in time like so concretely i don't know i mean i guess i know enough punks who are now old yeah some of them, you're totally right, where they're like, yep, this is who I am. I knew that at 22, and I'm exactly the fucking same. Yeah. I, I mean, several of Jane's friends could be described that way. Sure. I know other ones who, you, you know, other friends that were of hers that were very, very punk in their younger days, and who still are, yeah. but definitely, like, morphed into something a little bit less, like, you know, I'm going to wear a, uh, I can't remember any of these fucking bands' names, you know, like yeah, one yeah. of the 
Jean jackets with no arms on it and punk patches all like over a it. Minor threat, like yes, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I'm 55 years old. But like, yeah. Honestly, though, to me, I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, at least those- they're not fucking 55 years old and drinking like monster assault energy, like my old boss. You know? Exactly. I mean, we are so like loath to let anybody do anything outside of the mainstream. And it's so oh, gross true, true. How we just chip away at shame people and punish people. I'm not people. shaming it at all. No, no. And I know you're not. I'm just saying as a society, we do. And so a lot of the stuff that would be so fucking cool to identify with, people don't feel comfortable doing. Yeah. You know, they don't feel comfortable being super earnest about the things they really care about because, you know, oh, that's something a fucking nerd would like. Or yeah. That's not normal. People, that's not most people wouldn't do that. Like, who fucking yeah. cares? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know, we want we want to beat everyone into this like gross brown pulp of a pile of like clay that they can just turn into. Did you have you to know, say it was brown? Because I'm brown. Yeah. True. It's- I was thinking more like a neutral color, but okay. like a beige. Yeah. Let's go with let's go with a a gray. Okay. Then- I like that better. I like that better. Um. <laughs> um. I was was I, I was gonna say something now that I switched topics that I've forgotten. Um. Uh, the pub. Well, no, I so for me, like identity wise, a big part of my, I don't know, I feel like a big part of my identity is how sort of generic I look. <laughs> and that it takes like effort to figure out what I'm about, maybe. I don't know. I've never thought of you as looking generic. Okay. But I mean, you're well, allowed to think that. <laughs> look, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm afraid to do shit. Like I'm going to, I mean, would never get a, ta- I wouldn't get a tattoo. It's just not for me. I'm not a piercings guy. I don't want any of that. I'm not at a point in my life where I'm going to get a wacko haircut. Yeah. Like I'm not wearing like Jinkos if they come back into style. Like, you know, I'm not going to be. I don't know. I mean, and not to say that people who have lots of tattoos or funky haircuts aren't cool, because oftentimes they're cool almost by default. But I remember when I worked in record stores back in the 90s, there was a stupid like trade magazine we'd get that had like a little comic every week. And one of them, I don't remember the whole comic, but the gist of it essentially was record store clerk observations about customers, you know. And in this particular one, the observation was, the coolest people who come into this store, the people that I enjoy talking to the most, the people who are most earnest about and care about music the most are the people who are really boring looking. Yeah. The guy who comes in in a hoodie and wants to talk your ear off about something that you also love. And it's like the other people so often are just like very shallow, you know, like they have this very shallow, like depth of their musical interests and just seem really flippant about it as opposed yes. to. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, like you said, yeah, maybe the guys with all the tattoos or whatever are the are cool by default. But I think that's cool because they're cool because they look cool. And when you talk to them, you're like, you're a schmuck. I don't like you. <laughs> like, you know. And it's yeah. Just... I mean, but it can just as easily go the other way where you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. guys, like some hardcore freak, and then you're like, your favorite color is pink, and you have like you uh, um, model trains in your basement. That's precious, you know. So I mean, oh, of course. Oh, speaking of, did you? Uh, you know, you're watching. You're talking about Great British Baking Show, but did you ever watch Hell's Kitchen or Master Chef with Gordon Ramsay? Okay. Not hearing that guy yell at people. Okay, but so there's this. There's this guy Dino. It was the only contestant I ever like rooted for to win. But he was like, he's from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, New York, Italian American. Um, 
totally straight, but a ballet dancer and, mm-hmm. and a brilliant chef and has these like elegant flu- fluid motions and but would like be like, you know, fuck your ma, like that kind of like Italian, like kind of nice. fucking shit. He was so like all over the place and I loved it because his identity made no sense at all. And like, and he did win his season. So it was like, hey, good for you, buddy. Yeah, But that's exactly the type of thing that I think people should strive for is like being able to say about someone, their identity makes no sense at all because they are literally going for what they care about, what they'd like, how they want to express themselves without fear of, you know, shame or embarrassment or repercussion. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I try to do that myself. You know, I can be a little bit reluctant to show my full nature to everybody, but you know, I try to try to strive for authenticity and uh, you know, kind of just being myself in whatever scenario it is. I'm not trying to act differently in different situations, etc. You know, and honestly, that's that's the good. Um, to me, that says like you did a good job developing into an adult human being. Hey, look at me. Yeah, I mean, I, I notice now more often when people that I'm either working with or volunteering with or you know hanging out with in some social setting, I, I see a lot more people that I feel like are reading the room the whole time. You know, basically like what's the temperature in here? What are what's everyone else thinking? But they've been doing it their whole lives to the point where it's fluid. Like unless you were really notice it Uh and i that makes me so anxious like the idea of living like that Uh Uh even times where i'm like oh yeah it's really funny like a circumstance where i don't really feel that way but just trying to even those kinds of things make me feel oh i hate it i hate it so much i hate it so much yes to live in that space just seems awful like i would hate that but people that live their whole like day that way though it's like And I'm I mean, the complete opposite. If I'm not having your shit, I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. And some people sadly have to because they're, you know, oppressed and slash or in unsafe situations when they're at work, you know, so they might have to Agreed. literally are, which is bullshit and also super toxic and makes people unwell. But yeah. I think it's interesting when people are really worried about what other people think to the point where they're just constantly making their choices based on what other people are going to think. And that kind of becomes their identity. And I just, that bums me out when I see that happen. Cause I'm like, you can't yeah. possibly be happy. <laughs> like yeah. this can't possibly be working for you. Well, you, you know, as a, ch- as a child, I kind of didn't want to stick out cause I already had a lot of traits that made me stick out. So I don't know that I like getting all punk wasn't really like <laughs> in my DNA at that point where it's kind of just like I'm kind of trying to blend in as an American guy <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know it's just like I don't want to stick out I don't want any more attention drawn to me in situations where I'm a minority let's say or yeah especially in the those music scenes I'm definitely a minority yes that is true yeah which is um, a fucking bummer I mean it's the strident like cordoning off of different genres and stuff and local music scenes is just really lame is it just i don't know if it's like intentional or not but i don't know i mean i, I think it isn't necessarily intentional but it's structural probably more than yeah. do you think there's this is maybe because diff- we've both done stand-up comedy there's like definitely a difference between like a black comics room though versus just a comedy 
show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that's true. And I would say most comics think that's true. Yeah. But I think if you were to say that to like a bystander, they'd be like, what? Like, I don't see color. You'd never notice the difference. Well, you're not a comedian. You wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's beside I, the point. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. Do I identify as a stand-up comedian? Mm. Sometimes, occasionally. It's been so long since I've done it. It's in our bio. I know, but that's what I mean. It's like, because of all this COVID bullshit, it's been yeah. so long since I've actually done it. Like, how long are you allowed to, like, hold on to something as part of your identity if you haven't done it in a long time? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, as long as you fucking want is the answer, but it does feel a little bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, I agree with that. It's It feels, like, fraudulent for me to call myself a stand-up comedian at this point. I'm, I'm not a fraud. I just feel like I'm, I'm kind of on a sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. Like a, well, I'm the kind of person like I don't take that on. Like, you know what? People who are stand up comics like that love stand up comedy. Doing stand up comedy will take it on as more fully as of their identity. You know, like I just kind of never did that. And and I. um I don't really identify with the, the, the grind. Like I'm the kind of guy that likes to be like. I like these things and I've accomplished some of these things and I can check them off my list and be very satisfied with myself that I, I put together a seven minute set that got like laughs most of the way through and like, fuck yeah. And, and I don't need to fucking do it anymore. I'm good. You know, I don't know. It's, is that too? I don't know what, I don't know what that is. My identity is uh, that I like to jump around between projects and shit and don't really <laughs> I don't like to dedicate, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. It's boring hey, to me. In that article that you made me read that made me cry in front of my wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, you know, how about we, yeah, recap, <laughs> recap. Tell me about what that, uh, what the story was. So Neil sent me an article a while back, said for our identity episode. So I I read it and it's essentially about this guy who is, a founder of like a pretty big deal software and slash or computer company. Yep. Him and the two people he run this runs the company with like, you know, have gone public. They're millionaires. It's a big F and deal. And his personality starts to pretty rapidly change after that um, from a pretty affable, caring, thoughtful person to basically a total asshole, just being a complete dickhead, totally thoughtless, saying really inappropriate stuff, not paying attention to people, not getting things done, you know, just people couldn't really figure out what was going on with him. And a lot of people thought he just turned into an asshole because he was rich, but it turned out that he had some kind of like neurological issue. I cannot remember the name of which, but it was essentially causing parts of his brain to just deteriorate and be eaten away. And yeah. so the article essentially was about like, how much of yourself do you have to still maintain mentally to still identify as you? Because yeah. they kept saying like this person is changing so much. Like I think towards the end of his article, he's almost nonverbal. Right. It was so sad. Yeah. Like, he, the like, end. So I didn't read the whole thing actually, but I did jump to the end because he's the ending was like, he sent his wife a photo oh. or something. And it just said like the love um, yep. or something like that. Yep. And 
so part of him was still there but yeah it was like neurons just dying in his like frontal cortex yeah yeah I mean, part of him is definitely still there but unattainable yeah you know, like un- uh, I mean, just seems so sad and so horrible. So I was mean- trying to, yeah, from that, I was trying to like uh, identify what a human, human being's identity is. And I'm, I came up with like personality plus intellect. Does that make any sense? Totally. I mean, I think personality, intellect, and then, you know, interests and actions you know so basically what do you do what do you like how do you act <laughs> i think you know what i mean like yeah, those- yeah yeah and all of that is in those areas of your brain i also honestly think a, a lot in terms of how do you treat people as part of someone's personality like how okay. do you treat other people how do you consider other people in space mm-hmm. how do you relate to other people around you you know, so now I think that's also something I look at a lot, especially since, you know, so often we're seeing like more and more just like division between people and people being cordoned off and, you know, yeah, you know, not a lot of community, which is shitty and bums yeah. me out. But, yeah. you know, I see somebody either being shitty or thoughtless or not giving somebody like the same amount of attention or respect that they received. I noticed that, you know, and I really makes me feel very uncomfortable. I think it's a huge red flag. If somebody treats people that they see as less than them in some way or another, in any way that is different. Like if you hear them say shitty things or be like dismissive to a waitress or waiter, fucking run. That person's an asshole. If that person's you, please go see a therapist because it's not okay to treat people like that. Are you trying to tell me something? Yeah, you're shitty to waitresses. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, You've not been friends for this long if that was the case, because I would be like, I'm fucking never going anywhere with him again. What an asshole. We don't really go anywhere that much anyway. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. So like, have we gone out to eat together? Ever? We have. We had like pizza 12 years ago. So yeah. like, yeah. yeah, we did. And it was, if I'm remembering correctly, it took them like two and a half fucking hours yeah. for food, even though we were the only people there. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but uh yeah, uh so okay, I think and then okay, so my last thing I have noted here about ID identity is uh don't fight for voter ID if everybody can't get a free national id yeah i think that's completely fair that's all i want to say (laughs) and that's not the case right now so no of course not you can't have it both ways well in america yes you can (laughs) have it your way burger king that's right that's literally something our king said in burger king's america yep all hail (laughs) welcome to burger king's america Let's go burgers. It's where we live. I live very close to a Burger King. Like I can, you I can smell the f- f- flame broiling. Yeah, when the when the wind is blowing the right way, like our whole yard just smells like Burger King. I bet the dogs love it. Oh my god! Like part of me is like just watching, like okay, <laughs> we'll figure out where that's coming from. I saw Indy helping you with the snow today, being very unhelpful. Yeah, he's hilarious. It was funny. 
I heard him losing his mind. Like I was in the house. I knew Jane was outside shoveling and he's like, rah, 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 like a mental case. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And so I run out there and he's just chasing the shovel and diving after fighting it. It's like an insane little cattle dog. <laughs> so crazy, dude. It's a shovel. It's a shovel. He used to do that kind of stuff to the vacuum too. I had to really work with him on it. He doesn't get that. It's like connected to your arm. I don't fully know what it is, but it clearly triggers some kind of it's herd. moving of its own accord in his mind, right. I believe. If he's like a must herd. Yeah. Uh, he will now hold a sit stay on the couch while I vacuum though. So, you know, That's, training. It's here. a very strong herding identity that he has. Oh my gosh. His, his, his only identity. 100%. He's like, I am a herding boy. That is what I do. That is my identity. <laughs> so cute. All right, Laura, how about we wrap this episode up? All right. I'll, All right. I'll... It's good chat. Yeah, like always. All right. I'll talk to you soonish. Soonish. All right. been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.